Albert Hubbard, American author, artist, and philosopher, is credited with saying, It does not take much strength to do things, but it requires a great deal of strength to decide what to do. In perhaps one of the greatest examples of living your quote, Mr. Hubbard was with his wife aboard the Lusitania on the fateful day that it was sunk by German U-boats. In their final moments, Mr. and Mrs. Hubbard were seen deciding whether to jump into the frigid Atlantic waters or to die together as the ship went down. Later observers would note that they were observed walking into an upper stateroom, shutting the door behind them, and electing to die together aboard the ship rather than apart in the icy water. While managing your professional development plan will not require life and death decisions such as these, this provides us a tragic yet motivational example of the power a decision can give us to take action towards it. The formulation of a desirable outcome and your willingness to accomplish it is oftentimes not enough to drive a task to completion. It is easy to become paralyzed by the decisions that will be required along the way and the actions that will be required of you next if they are not clear. So stay tuned for this Operators to Owners episode where I'll talk about how you create a clear action plan that can drive you towards your desirable outcome. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTOers. I want to return to our professional development plan guide, and specifically, step number five in the professional development plan. Step number five, also known as the the strategic planning of action steps towards your desirable outcome forms the middle of the professional development plan. And this is the portion of the professional development plan where we transition from ideas and thoughts to actual formulation of actions to accomplish a desired outcome. By this point, you probably have several desirable outcomes. And if you're like I used to be, you're kind of having problems picking between what one is the right path for you. If this is the case, I invite you to return to episode 10 of Operators to Owners, approximately minute 12, where we talked about Warren Buffett's 25 to 5 rule, which will help you select your ideal and biggest impact desirable outcomes. Once you've narrowed down your desirable outcomes to the handful you want to pursue, then I invite you to select one. And this can be your favorite one maybe the one with the greatest economic return, or even just something smaller and simpler that you want to use just to create some momentum and forward motion on your professional development plan. I'm going to say again and again and again, do not become paralyzed by this decision. Trust in the fact that you've selected the five five most ideal desirable outcomes already, so there are no poor alternatives other than a complete lack of progress forward. 
So pick one and move it forward. I cannot overstate enough that the transition from thought to action is generally the biggest bottleneck in personal and professional development. Now is the time for action. So embrace that transition in your professional development plan. How do we form solid action steps? This is a great question and it can be difficult to understand. But what we need to do is revisit those smart planning systems that we use to create our desirable outcomes. As we begin to evaluate how we broke down our desirable outcome in the short and long-term objectives, you're going to notice the foundation of these objectives is set in that smart system. Therefore, if we want to accomplish or take actions to, to accomplish these objectives, we need to conform to that system and create actions that fulfill that smart principle. So I'd like to, again, review the SMART principles, but in terms of action steps. So again, the first step to SMART is be specific. And this means the action step that you're formulating is working directly towards your next objective. You're going to focus on that next objective. That's just a piece of your desirable outcome, but it's a very specific action step working that direction. The second part of the SMART action steps is measurable. And this means when you take that action, there's a way to measure the outcome. And that might be a word count, a document, an email written, a task delegated, an outline, or some other tangible means of measuring the outcome of that action. The third step in the SMART plan for action steps is attainable. And this means that we can currently do this task, currently make this action happen. But this is the point where I invite you, if you can't accomplish an action right now and you need to further educate yourself or get more information, then you need to step back and establish the prior action steps before that one so that you can accomplish it at a later date once you've got yourself up to speed to where you need to be. The fourth part of the SMART plan for accomplishing action steps is be relevant. So is this task being done for the right reasons? Are you just introducing this task to check it off a checklist? Or are you using it as a procrastination tool to allow your brain to slow down and not accomplish the tasks that you need to? Are you ignoring the true tasks, the true action steps that actually need to be done to accomplish your next, next objective? Because if you are, and it's not relevant to your next objective, your brain's going to realize that it's going to create poor quality content and slow your progression down. So always focus on creating relevant, progressive, and pertinent action steps for your action plan. The last step in the smart action step protocol is keep your steps time bound. Every action step should have a do by date as well as who will do it by that date. Timelines will really help you keep on target and keep you moving forward in your professional development plan. So let's take an example. Uh, let's use the episode 10 example of, I want to increase my consulting services by $5,000 in the next six years. So I can have a bigger impact with my clients. So how do we break that large desirable outcome down into smaller objectives? So we want to get to these short and long-term objectives. So some examples might be in the short-term realm, 
determine which consulting services are the primary revenue sources right now, or determine what clients might actually want or need from consulting. While in the long term, we might want to look more at research and develop a specific consulting brand or service based on what clients want or need. We might also want to develop this brand or service for prospective clients. Another step along the way might be install some kind of tracking system to ensure the service is generating income. And then we want to carry out the service or potentially review growth and feedback of the service. So again, we need to do a little bit of homework in the beginning in terms of short-term objectives before we can turn some of those long-term objectives into short-term objectives and then into accomplished objectives while continuously working towards our desirable outcome of improving those consulting services. So break down these objectives in the short and long term, allowing you to take this overwhelming task of improving these consulting services and make it more and smaller bite-sized pieces that you can begin to take action towards. Action steps can be simple in terms of requiring only one to two action steps per objective or quite long, and they may require 5, 10, 15. I've had over 20 steps per objective. The only important thing is that you continue to progress progress forward on them. For example, determining which consulting services are the primary revenue source currently might only require a glance at your current accounting software to determine your primary consulting services. However, for other people, it might require a reconfiguring of their software so that they can actually track client consulting categories. This might require them to learn how to do classes or categories in that accounting software or train their staff how to enter things correctly, even create a checks and balances system and make sure things are entered correctly. And they might need to wait several months for the data to accumulate to a level where they can analyze it and only then can they make a decision. So that just means that's just an example of how there's no one size fits all action plan. The key to action plans is to simply focus on creating bite-sized chunks that, again, work continuously towards your target objective. So now you understand the general concepts between behind action plan formula, formulation, but how do you create a successful action plan? What are the elements that are required? And again, we want to make sure we hit all of our smart categories along each step. So this, to me, means either creating a document or a thought pattern habit that sounds like this. The first thing you're going to do is establish your objective. So for example, my objective is determine my primary revenue stream. My first action is review my QuickBooks and evaluate the consulting portfolio breakdown. Who's going to do it? I'm going to email my secretary to print me off the relevant report and place it on my desk by Friday. When am I going to do this? I'm going to email her right now. So note the steps. Identify the objective that I'm trying to accomplish. This doesn't mean I'm always trying to accomplish it with a single action. I use the statement of the objective to kind of light my way and guide me while I'm planning my actions. The objective step covers the specific aspect of SMART. I'm doing one single specific standalone action. The action step 
of reviewing my QuickBooks and evaluating the consulting portfolio breakdown is small enough that it can be accomplished in a single sitting, but not too small that it's going to be inconsequential in the final result. This action covers the relevant aspect of SMART, is directly working towards my objective, is not a horizontal move or a procrastination move. The designation of who will accomplish this step helps me delegate my tasks, making me more productive, but also allowing me to involve other people, which will be important in the next step of the professional development plan, step six. The who designation in this particular case also covers the attainable aspect of SMART because my secretary can procure their necessary documents, meaning I can actually obtain what I need. The final step is twofold. I designate a time I'm going to give that, give that task to her to accomplish via the email I'm going to send right now. Here you can see an example of a single action step turning into two outcomes. Outcome number one is the correspondence via email that will result in my measurable outcome. Again, a smart principle. The measurable outcome will be the report I get from my secretary. Outcome number two is the time outcome from smart. And I create an execution date for that task, meaning my secretary needs to have it on my desk by Friday. And while this may seem cumbersome when you first begin to use it, it's going to become second nature as you use it more and more. And I've actually taken it from actually a written habit or a way I wrote it down into a mental habit. So I comp or I approach every task, every objective going through this in my mind each time. An easy way kind of to start with this is make an Excel document with the objective at the top and then there's columns designating actions, another column designating when to do them, another column who will do them, and then another column with required resources, and the last column defines your desired output. And you can use this document when you're trying to create a roadmap for your action plans. I'll give you a shortened version of this on the Facebook group. Again, you can join at otovets.com forward slash Facebook dash group. And there'll be a couple different documents that will help you to accomplish a successful action plan. The last thing I want to leave you with OTOR is that I want to give you a couple small tips and tricks for successful action plans. And these are things that have helped me along the way and made this a little bit easier to accomplish and made it a little bit more second nature so I could do this more mentally than written. But again, until you get to that point, feel free to write things down, keep records, and follow through with them. So my first tip is monitor and measure your progress towards objectives regularly. This is going back to David Allen's um, basically task or information management plan. And what it encourages you to do is review your action plans every day, every couple of days, every week, depending on how much progress you're making. But monitor and measure your progress towards objectives regularly. And as you get better, you should kind of develop a cadence between these action steps. And that's kind of to say that you kind of get this feeling of, an action should be accomplished in a certain amount of time, and there should be a certain amount of time between um, each action step. And that way you can avoid breaks that are too long or too short, but continuously move forward at a similar pace. You know, a tortoise versus a hare. You're not moving too fast that you're going to burn out, but you're not moving too slow that you're not making any kind of progress. So again, monitor and measure your progress towards objectives regularly. The second tip I have for you is record your action steps on paper or digitally. 
have some kind of a written record that will help you remember the steps you committed to, as well as stimulate your mind to be thinking about new ways to accomplish them well before you actually get to them. I usually use several different printed materials, um, whether that's articles or other things like that, and I will use them as basically teasers for these action steps. Um, I'll provide a couple of examples of things that I've used in the past, again, on the Facebook group. But really, Trello is also a great organizer for having all those action steps in one place. And if you're having problems setting up Trello, again, please join our Facebook group. I stated the link before. But ask questions in there, and I'll be more than happy to help you set up a Trello for an action plan. My third tip is designate just a few um, days every week when you have set aside time for working on your action plans. And this doesn't just mean you need to work on the actual action, but you should also use it to review the progress like we talked about before or establish new action plans. But I want you to set aside a day that you designate just for reviewing your progress and creating new steps. So if that's one day a week, and then you set the rest of the days towards accomplishing those actions, that's fine. But just make sure you're always continuously reviewing them so none of them are getting left behind, especially when you start to have multiple professional development plans going at once in different areas of your career, profession, or personal life. Fourth tip I've got is set up alerts for due dates. When you have an action step due on a specific day, have a paper calendar or electronic calendar alert that basically reminds you periodically about the date it's due. I use this, for example, in my ABP speaking engagement. I had alerts on my calendar about different action points along the way as I went through January all the way up until when I presented in September. And they were, have the presentations done at this point, have the manuscripts done at this point. Remember, manuscripts are due here, send them in at this date. Practice the talks X amount of times by this date. Again, continuously reminding me of the due date of actually speaking and setting me up action-wise to be ready for that. So just an example of having alerts for due dates. My fifth and final tip is when you're creating action plans, focus on priority actions. And what I want you to do is kind of avoid these procrastin <laughs> easy for me to say, avoid these procrastination tasks. And I used to be notorious for these, and I still catch myself every once in a while. But a great example of this is, for example, spending hours creating a business card, but not having a saleable product or a service to an actual market. So you want to remember you're going to have, you want your actions to work towards direct progress on your desirable outcome. A good way to avoid these unproductive actions is to basically list all the actions you want to take towards your towards that particular objective, and then put a dot next to them. And that dot represents the tasks that are going to have the most measurable return, whether that's economic or output or just emotional, whatever or however you want to measure the most measurable return, put a dot next to that. If a task doesn't have a dot, I invite you to review that task and determine if number one is truly helpful towards your objective, or if it's not, then place it on a do later list or delete it from your action list because it's probably a procrastination task. Or number two, determine if that task can be delegated to somebody else and you can focus on your tasks with your greatest measurable returns. So again, always focus on creating actions 
that move you forward on your objectives. And those actions are going to be your priority actions and the ones you want to get done right away. Well, OTRs, those are my tips and tricks for creating a successful action plan. There's a great unattributed quote out there that will hopefully drive this lesson home for you guys. And that's a vision without a task is but a dream. A task without a vision is but drudgery. A vision and a task is the hope of the world. Carry on, OTRs. If you like this content, please like, share, and comment below. We want to get our message out to as many people as possible. So tell a friend, a colleague, or acquaintance about our content too. If you want more content, you can join our Facebook group at otovets.com forward slash Facebook dash group for daily content and podcast release updates. Thanks for joining us today, OTRs.